<sighs> what seems to be the problem, pal? There's just so much pain in the world, so many issues. I don't think I can bear it. Well, friendo, it sounds like you could use a dose of pop culture roulette. Pop culture roulette? What's that? Some sort of pop culture themed podcast or something? That's right, sonny boy. When hope seems far, dive into some PCR. But I already get my entertainment news from Variety. Huh, that's pretty good. If you're a chucklehead, PCR gives you news you need, condensed, unfiltered, and raw, from three nerds who know a little something about something. Wow, okay, sign me up. That's the spirit. Pop Culture Roulette. New episodes every Monday, available on all major podcast directories. Hey everybody, and welcome to this Moving Panels One Shot. Uh, today we're going to start a little series that I'm going to get into. Uh, we're going to talk about Mandrake the Magician. And then I am going to watch the 1939 12-part serial and kind of break it down one shot by one shot. Uh, I'm not going to do chapter by chapter. I'll group them together. But I thought this was a better way to tackle this rather than do it as a full episode. So that way we can kind of more do a deep dive into this classic movie serial who many believe is the first ever superhero. So let's get into it a little bit. For those of you my age, you may actually be familiar with Mandrake the Magician. In a 1986 cartoon called Defenders of the Earth, he teamed up with classic comic strip characters, the Phantom, Flash Gordon, and his own sidekick, Lothar. Uh, it wasn't a huge hit, but I do remember it. Check it out. Uh, look up the opening theme off of YouTube and it might bring back some memories like it did for me but this movie serial aired in 1939 it was released by Columbia Pictures and Warren Hull would play the main character of Mandrake the Magician Warren Hull would actually go on to do a lot of other comic characters he would play the spider who was very famous from pulp uh, pulp novels as well as the Green Hornet so he would go on to do a lot of that. But in this one, he played Mandrake the Magician. Now, I am going into this blind. I have never seen any of these. So I'm recording this. The only thing I know is the research I've done about the actual character, which is what we're going to get into today. So you can be introduced to, again, who many people believe was the first ever superhero, Mandrake the Magician. Now, before we get into the character, though, I want to actually talk about the fact that a lot of people believe he is based on a real-life magician, a fellow by the name of Leon Giglio, who began performing in 1922 at the very young age of 11. Uh, he was known for the look, once you see Mandrake, the top hat, the cape, the little pencil line mustache. And again, many people believe he was the inspiration that Lee Falk would use to create Mandrake the Magician. Now, Lee Falk not only created this character, but also created who other people will argue is the first ever superhero, and that's the Phantom, but that's for another episode. Falk both wrote it and uh, did the art right off the bat, but he very quickly turned the artwork over to Phil Davis. Now, the comic actually, or the comic strip, I should say, this was not a comic book, it was a comic strip, debuted on June 11th, 1934, and it was a syndicated uh, comic strip, so that means it appeared in uh, whatever newspaper was willing to cover it. But going back to Leon Giglio, uh, who Lee Falk, a lot of people again think he Lee Falk based the character on, he actually was cool with it, and he 
went by the stage name Mandrake and later actually legally changed his name to Leon Mandrake. So, hey, it worked for him. But he was good with it. He actually uh, helped Davis and Falk promote the comic, um, and it helped with his recognition and his namesake. Now, another very interesting connection here is his wives. So first off, his first wife was named Narda. Now, I couldn't really find an awful lot about her. I'm not even 100% that Narda was her real name or just a stage name. But the connection here is that in the comic strip, there is a character named Princess Narda who appears in the strip. Uh, She was introduced in the very second storyline that Falk wrote as a love interest. You know, they showed an interest in each other. However, they would not marry until 1997. Now, I'm not talking about Narda and Leon Giglio. They married in 1939. I'm talking about the comic characters, Mandrake and Princess Narda. They would marry in 1997. This comic strip did last a long time. We'll get into its end a little bit later. Uh, They would later uh, divorce. Uh, She was his assistant. They would later divorce, and he would remarry uh, Louise Salonar, or Salero, no, or I can't pronounce her last name. Uh, she was an actress, a dancer, and uh, she was actually already a magician's assistant to the well-known magician Blackstone. For those of you familiar with that name, I'm a huge magician fan. When I was growing up as a kid, I loved magic, so the name Blackstone uh, rung out when I did my research. She became Mandrake's assistant. Uh, Her stage name was Velvet, which I have also heard, although I couldn't really find anything to back it up, that she was put in as a character into the comics as well. Um, But what's interesting about their relationship is she became his assistant. Two weeks later, they were married. So there you go, Leon. Uh, Leon Mandrake, or Leon Giglio, performed until 1985. Let me say that again. He began performing in 1922. He performed until 1985, over 60 years of being a stage magician. Way to go, Leon. And he would pass away in 1993, so he lived a very long and it sounds like a great life. So the comic book, or again, I keep saying that, the comic strip was syndicated. It jumped around. Comics, uh, Comic companies would get it to put it kind of together in comic book form, Magic Comics did it first from 1939 to 1940, with Whitman Publishing actually releasing four books between 1935 and 1946. Dell Comics did an issue in their Four Color series back in 1956. King Comics would uh, take the character and the strips and put them together from 1966 to 1967. Again, this entire time it is still appearing in the newspapers. All right, as the Sunday comics or just the daily comics. Uh, King Comics did 10 issues along that run of 66 to 67, which, again, were mostly just taking the comic strips and piecing them together to make them one, uh, one story all together. Marvel actually acquired the character for a short run in 1995, and I've looked at a few of those, very updated. Now, the Sunday comic strip came to an end on December 29th, 2002. And the daily strip ended mid-story. They didn't even finish the storyline on July 6th, 2013. 
And that was when writer and artist, the current writer and artist, Fred Fredericks, retired. He had actually taken over when Phil Davis passed in 1964. Now, I want to make it clear, Lee Falk, who created the character back in 1939, stayed a part of the creation of the comic until his death in 1999. So, again, these were people who grabbed hold of their character. It's just like the great Stan Lee. We always see him associated with his characters. We always see him associated with... Um, with everything that he's always been attached to, even though he wasn't actually working on it at the time. Now, again, what I am going to get into over these next few one shots is I am going to sit down and watch, as I stated earlier, the movie serial. Now, for those of you not familiar with the movie serial back in the day, when you would go out to a movie, it wasn't just, you went to see that one movie. It was a, you made a day of it. Uh, people would come and go into the theater and you would have the movie serials. So this was Mandrake the Magician. Superman started off this way. Batman started off this way. A lot of comics actually had these. And so I'm kind of interested and want to get into some of these. And that's why I chose to do this. Um, you would have a cartoon. You would have a newsreel. Because remember, this was long before the days of television. And if you didn't hear it on the radio... This was really the only way to visually see what was happening. And you're talking 1939, so this is right before we started into World War II. And so those newsreels became a very important thing. Again, this was a movie series released by Columbia Pictures. And here is the, uh, here is the plot to this Mandrake the Magician movie serial. So Mandrake and his assistant Lothar are working the cruise lines and make the acquaintance of Professor Houston who has developed a radium energy machine, which is much coveted by a masked crime lord known as the Wasp. The Wasp unleashes his army of accomplices in waves to steal the invention by any means necessary. So I'm very excited about this. Um, I, I, again, I know nothing really about Mandrake other than him being uh, touted as the first superhero. Now, I do know that in the comics... He's never quite said to have magical powers, although a lot of the magic that he does is just against the laws of physics. Like, he really has to have the ma magical abilities in order to do it. So, you could argue whether it is or not. I don't know how much of that they'll use in the serial. I'm kind of curious. I also plan to pull some of the comic strips in the old comics and take a look at those and learn a little bit more about Mandrake, and I hope you enjoy this little series that I'm going to do in the one-shots. Uh, stay tuned in the next few weeks. Uh, next week, I've got Tim Williams from the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast coming in. We're going to talk about the polarizing movie that is X-Men The Last Stand, so please check that out. Uh, rate and review the show, folks. Keep us in the loop, and we'll keep you in the loop. Follow us on social media, at Moving Panels. But for today, I'm Laramie Wells, and I'll see you on the other side of the page. Do you love movies of a certain age? 
Do you miss the days of VHS tapes and VCRs and video rental stores? Is the thought of another 80s movie being remade seem inconceivable? If you want to go back to school, back to the future, or even back to the beach, then the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast is for you. I'm Tim Williams, the creator and host, and on each episode, I'm joined by guest co-host as we revisit a different 80s flick to discuss our first-time watch memories, iconic scenes, and even learn some behind-the-scenes stories along the way. New episodes drop every other Friday on your favorite podcasting platform. So make like a tree, get out of here, and go listen to an episode of the 80s Flick Flashback Podcast. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D. of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gag Me With The Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant With The Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes.